34 years ago, I was an associate pastor here at St. Anne's, newly ordained. Monsieur A. Walt was the pastor. There were about six priests in the rectory. And we had just been through Holy Week. And Monsignor A. Walt had put me in charge of all the ceremonies. And I was frankly really tired at the end of Easter Sunday, only to realize that the schedule said Watkins has all the masses on Easter Monday, 6.45 a.m., 8 a.m., 12 noon, 5 p.m. Those were the daily masses back in the day. All the others had gone on their Easter break. So I came out of bed about 6.40 a.m., came out here, and there were two nuns in a dark church. We lighted the candles, we put the lights on, and again, just totally exhausted, I just said, in the name of the Father and of the, and I stopped and looked out at the two nuns, Sister Petra and Sister Marion. I said, really, sisters? With all respect, is there something you missed yesterday? <laughs> he is risen. Go home. I went back to bed. <laughs> Only to get up to come back for the 8 o'clock Mass, and guess who was there waiting? <laughs> Sister Marion and Sister Petra. Is there something you missed? yesterday. Easter can't be celebrated in one day, friends. We have 12 days of Christmas and we have 50 days of Easter. 50 days of celebration and intense jubilee represented once again for a spiritually 2,000 years later until the end of time to reflect on the most significant event in history. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Incredible. Literally. Incredible. Unbelievable. And so it's good to remind ourselves again of that over and over and over again as we celebrate in the presence of the Paschal Candle that mystery of the life and death and most especially the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, which is the pledge and promise for us if we but keep faith in him. So throughout this Easter season, recognizing the integrity and the purpose of the human body, as it's made by God, our Lord appeals to our senses. Sight, taste, touch, hearing. First, the sense of sight. He says to the apostles, look at me. No ghost has flesh and bones as I do. I'm real. Take a look. And then to Thomas, with a sense of touch, go ahead, put your hand right here into my side. Put your fingers into those nail marks. Go ahead, touch. 
And then the sense of taste. Eat this. Drink this. This is my body. This is my blood. Consume me. And today, the sense of hearing. Now, sheep are funny. We don't have a lot of experience, I think, for most of us with sheep. But I know some priests out in Montana where there are a lot of sheep. And one friend says to me, you know, I've never understood why our Lord refers to us as sheep. I said, what's the problem with that? He said, well, sheep are dumb and they are dirty, very dirty. They smell. But what's our Lord getting at? Not to denigrate us, but to show this metaphor that the people that follow him are like sheep. Why? Because he says, sheep recognize, they hear the voice of the shepherd. They know their shepherd. Not that shepherd, not that, they know their own. Shepherds have trained the instinct of those sheep to follow them. These sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. So that's the sense today, the sense of hearing. This is incredibly important because there are so many voices out there that are competing for your time your interest, your money. A lot of voices, a lot of stations, a lot of media, a lot of babble. How do you attune to that? How do you attend to that? Where's the antenna of your soul? It's good to remind ourselves why we come to church and why the obligation is really for our benefit. To shut off all of that out there for one hour and seven minutes once a week at this mass, or you could come to the 7.30, we're done in 32 minutes. Because the ushers tell me, Father, we have to get to Columbia to tee off. But attend to our Lord's voice in his word, in his sacraments, to really tune out your cell phone right now. Turn them off, please. Put them away. They're not part of your body. They're not the third appendage, please. And focus and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing right now or I'm lost, or I'm confused, or I'm frustrated, or I've done something, or I've said something, or there's a relationship that's broken, there's something going on in my life, and I just, I, I, I'm so anxious maybe about that. That's okay. Sheep are dumb. We're dumb. Sometimes we're very dumb. And so, 
If we're dumb like a sheep, then the only way we can get herded back in line and get guided in the right direction is if the shepherd says, hey, follow me, listen to me. Don't listen to those other shepherds out there. They're thieves, they're robbers. They're gonna hurt you because they don't care for you. They really don't care for you. They don't even know you. They're gonna use you. Really, friends, in the eyes of the world, you're only an economic entity. I'm sorry to say that. In the eyes of the world, you're just an economic entity, for better or for worse. Depends on how much you can contribute, what kind of gifts you have to put to the state or to production of the economy. In the eyes of God, that's not the case at all. No, your value is the fact that he made you in his image and likeness. So, see, the good shepherd knows you. The world doesn't. But the shepherd knows you. The shepherd created you. And yes, we're dumb sometimes. So he says, okay, hear my voice. And turn off the other stations. Attune, attend to me. So it's very important that we reflect on Scripture, reflect on the readings of the day, and listen, and stop talking. Just stop talking. I know people who just can't stop talking. Do you know people like that? Oh, stop it! <laughs> They can't. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. They can't stop. And just when you think they've stopped, they're right back at it. They can't stop. They cannot stop. And Jesus says, stop. Look and listen. Remember that? Stop, look, and listen hearing. Okay. So what does he want to say to you today? Well, he can only say something to you today if we just get very quiet and ask the Lord, what does he want to say to me? My guess is you know the answer already. It's in your conscience. You already know it. Everyone has a conscience that inner voice. And then our Lord speaks to that conscience to say, don't be afraid. Be at peace. You know what you have to do. Do it. Wait a moment. Don't let your anger get the better part of you. Pray for him, pray for her. Take time out. Rest. Stay with me. Peace 
is my gift to you. Whatever he's saying, and he'll say it, our Lord is a master of words and truth. And the only difference between Jesus and any other founder of any religion that I've ever known is that he's not just a man, he's God. So this God-man cannot deceive. He can't be like those robbers and thieves that come to steal and slaughter and destroy. So again, just remember why we're here again in the presence of our Lord, to listen, to develop that real sense of hearing his word and reflecting on it deep within our hearts. Maybe that's something we've missed. Maybe that's why we're here. We've missed it and we need it back. We were very blessed to have about 10 people received into the church at our Easter vigil this year at St. Anne's. And we have two more people that would like to give a very brief, correct, very brief witness talk about their experience. I'd like to call on first Kai Yun Shuran to come forward together with his sponsor, who is Wallace White, and just to tell us in this Easter season, as we continue these 50 days, just what it means to him, having me now become Catholic. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you, Monsignor Watkins, for inviting me to speak today about my conversion during the Easter Vigil. During the ceremony, things were moving very fast in my mind. And while it was such a momentous experience, it all went by in a blink of an eye while I was sitting like right over there. <laughs> The Eucharist was something I've always wanted to take ever since I learned the real meaning of it. While taking it for the first time at the vigil was great, I wasn't able to truly appreciate it as I was filled with nerves throughout the entire ceremony. However, when I went to Mass the next week after Easter and took the Eucharist, I was really able to truly appreciate the significance of the experience. Ever since then, every time I've taken the Eucharist, I've been filled with joy. I'm very glad to, uh, that I was able to learn about St. Anne's RCIA program last year. And I have to thank my sponsor, Wallace White and Monsignor Watkins for, their, for guiding me through this journey. I'm also very glad to be part of this parish community and I really look forward to continuing to build my relationship with the Lord. sponsor, a word from the sponsor. Yeah, so um, I just want to, wanted to share a little bit about my experience as a sponsor um, and how it, could, it can really bring great spiritual fruits to you, um, should you choose to take it up. Um, I was in Kai's shoes not two years ago um, as a convert as well, um, going through RCIA and being able to re-experience um, the um, education was um, certainly useful to me. Um, I realized I had forgotten a lot of things along the way, you know, as life moves fast. Um, and being a sponsor really is a great way to get yourself on the right path if you feel um, a little lost, as you know, a lot of us do. So I, I would like to say, if, if you have the opportunity to become a sponsor, um, you won't regret it. So, thank you. Thank you. 
and then Anne Gao, who was baptized at the Easter Vigil with her sponsor, Michael Napoli. Good morning, everyone. I am glad to be here today to share my testimony with you. Growing up in China, my hometown was not very friendly to religions. My parents were brought up as atheism, um, so was I. After I came to US, I met many Christian people and I found myself joined to Jesus. I started going to Bible studies during my graduate school in Houston, but uh, during the pandemic, the meeting stopped. Then after I moved here to Maryland, I realized that uh, I was missing the Bible studies, so I find another group here. Going to Bible studies um, in a weekly basis um, helped me to grow my spirituality and uh, sorry um, and helped me to find Jesus. Um, I was thinking about getting baptized when my boyfriend Michael brought Catholic faith to me. I was not entirely sure that this was the right path for me when I first started the RCIA, but it turns out that RCIA has been one of the most uh, wonderful experience with God for me. On the day of baptiz baptism, I was a bit nervous at the beginning, and I was focusing on doing everything correctly. But as soon as I felt uh, the holy water running across my face, my heart uh, ceased to be uh, nervous and uh, I found a form of peace in my mind. So through the holy water, the Lord granted me peace in my mind and uh, strengthened my sense for me to experience and observe every moment of that evening. Um, I was able to appreciate and uh, comprehend uh, the every um, details and every moment and the holiness and the blessing in, in the rest of the evening. I know my path to my journey to God has just started, but uh, I am grateful that uh, the Holy Spirit grant me peace in my heart at the beginning of my path. Thank you.